My brothers and sisters in the Lord, there is a true story of a medical missionary who spent most of his years ministering in the country of India. And because he was a medical missionary, he was also a certified doctor. And during his time in India, he was in a particular region that because of the environmental conditions there in that area, people would become progressively blind. They would be born with normal eyesight, 20-20 vision, but as time went on, they would begin to lose their sight until eventually they couldn't see at all. Well, this missionary who was a doctor over the years actually was able to develop a treatment, a cure for these individuals who are going progressively blind. And people from all over the region would come and see the doctor in order to receive the cure and the treatment so they could see again and to prevent the degeneration of their eyesight. And after they had received the treatment, they were very thankful to the missionary. The only thing, that it, the only thing is, is that in the dialect in that particular area is that there wasn't a word that would translate into English as thank you. They didn't have a word for thank you. What they used was a phrase that we would best translate into English, which means, I will tell of your name. I will tell of your name. And so everywhere these people went, they would tell of the doctor's name who cured them. You see, my friends, that's what we see developing in the gospel passage today. The man is blind from birth. And he is cured by Jesus. Jesus works a miracle in his life. And what does he do? He goes and tells of the Lord's name to family members, to friends, even to the Pharisees. But there's only one problem. Instead of rejoicing with him, and certainly on this Sunday, my friends, we do rejoice as it is Latare Sunday, they don't rejoice. They murmur, they complain, they doubt God. They refer to the man as probably being a liar and a sinner. And they certainly don't want to acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God. You see, my brothers and sisters, we see this taking place throughout the entire passage, but especially at the end. Right at the end, Jesus asks a very important question to the man. Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he makes his statement of faith. I do believe. And how do the Pharisees respond? Some of the Pharisees who were there with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? And the answer to that question, my brothers and sisters, is yes, you are. Bingo, you got it right. They are blind. They could not rejoice. They could not give God the praise. They couldn't see the hand of God working in the blind man's life. 
You see, my brothers and sisters, the point in this episode in the gospel really has nothing to do with physical blindness. Yes, Jesus does work a physical miracle. The man is healed. But the point for all of us, my brothers and sisters, is that it's not about physical blindness. It is about spiritual blindness. The Pharisees, my brothers and sisters, they are spiritually blind. They could see. Maybe they had 20-20 vision. But they were blind in their hearts. Spiritual blindness, my brothers and sisters, has nothing to do with the darkness outside. It has to do with the darkness inside. And because of the darkness inside, it prevents us from seeing things and the world and people and everything around us as God sees it. We're not able to see as Jesus does. Because of our spiritual blindness, we see things maybe as the world tells us to see it. We see things as we may want to see it. And then we begin to project when we're spiritually blind, we begin to project our own attitudes out on the external world. So at times, there's no such thing as absolute truth. It's whatever I consider is true is true because I project that out. I'm not open to the light and love of the Lord to transform my life. We think we have all the answers. Go back to our first reading. We have the prophet Samuel. Samuel has to choose the king, anoint the king. So he tells Jesse, bring in your sons. And Jesse brings in seven sons. And Samuel sees the first one. And the first one's probably one of these big old strapping men. He looks probably like a football player. And Samuel says to himself, that is the one. He needs to be the king. But how does the Lord respond to Samuel? Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees, as God sees, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. God puts that so very nicely. I would probably say to Samuel, wake up, you idiot! I'm from the ninth ward, so I probably say something worse than that, but we're in church. But you see, my brothers and sisters, the Lord is telling us to wake up, to see as he sees. And when we talk about spiritual blindness, my friends, we could talk about many, many things. But only two I want to share with you this morning, and that is this. The Pharisees, they're spiritually blind because they're more concerned with the letter of the law than they are with the spirit of the law. They're more concerned with the letter of the law than with the spirit of the law. Because Jesus performed the miracle on the Sabbath. He worked on the Sabbath. And for the Jewish people, they had many, many laws. And many that the Pharisees followed. One of those laws said that if you broke a bone on the Sabbath, too bad. You could not seek medical attention. You could not do anything to heal it. You had to suffer until the Sabbath was over. If you sprained your ankle on the Sabbath, you could not even pour cold water on it because that was considered work and you broke the Sabbath. Ladies, on the Sabbath, you cannot look in the mirror because if you look in the mirror on the Sabbath 
and you see a gray hair, you might be tempted to pluck it out. And that would have been work on the Sabbath. And that is true. But you see, my friends, for the Pharisees, the end of the law was only in the birth. Now, Jesus did not come because he was anti-law. He says very specifically in the gospel, I have come not to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. And there's two ways we can fulfill the law. Either we complete the precepts, that's one way, or we add whatever is lacking. That's the second way. And that's what Jesus does. He adds what is lacking, because what is lacking in the law is that the law should end and should have its end in the virtue of charity. It should end in love. That's why Jesus says the two greatest commandments, love God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. But you see, for the Pharisees, the end was not in charity or love. It was in the burden that the law produced. You see, my brothers and sisters, oftentimes when people look at the church, only thing they see is the burden and not the blessing. But we as the people of God, my brothers and sisters, our end has to be in charity. It has to be in love. If we truly are the people of God, then we should be helping each other to carry our crosses. Helping each other in times of difficulty. So that the end of everything that we do is always based in love. Love of God and love of one another. They were spiritually blind because they were concerned about the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. And the second thing, my brothers and sisters, is that they were also spiritually blind because for the Pharisees, they were using religion, they were using their faith to divide people instead of bring them together. And the word religion, if you look at the word itself, it means to bind together, to bring together. But for the Pharisees, that was not the case. For the Pharisees, if they went into the marketplace, when they got home, they had to go through a spiritual washing, a spiritual cleansing. It had nothing to do with hygiene. It had nothing to do with the dirt on the ground. Because if they came in contact with a Gentile, even if the shadow of a Gentile would have fallen upon them, they considered themselves ritually unclean. And so they had to wash. You see, my brothers and sisters, as the people of God, our faith should bring us together, should bind us together each and every day. You've heard me say this before, and I say it over and over again. I hate to use the word community. I don't like to refer to us here as a parish community. Why? Because in our world, the term community often brings with it exclusiveness. If I'm part of this community, I am and you're not. And I don't want you in my community. I can put up gates around my community. I like the word family. Because you know what I say, in family, you got what you got. And that is true, you can't change it. It's not like community, you can expel someone from the community, but the family, you got what you got. The good, the bad, and the in-between, and you have to work with it for the glory of God. And that's what the church is. 
It's not a museum of saints. It's a hospital for sinners. We take people, fleas and all, and thanks be to God, because all of us have our fleas. You see, my friends, this day as we continue our Lenten journey, as we rejoice in the Lord, we look in our own lives and ask ourselves, are we spiritually blind? What is it in our life in which we fail to see others within ourselves, within the world? We fail to see those things with the eyes of Jesus. You know the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, who saved a wretch like me. Now, I know some of you like to change that word wretch. You don't like it too much. You change it in some of the new versions, who saved and strengthened me or something like that. Let me tell you something, my friends. We're all wretches. What does St. Paul say? All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, including myself. That's a good word to keep in. It reminds us that we're on the road to holiness. We have not yet arrived. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. The question for us today is, if we were blind, do we really see, or maybe, maybe, we're still in our blindness. And if we are, my friends, may God grant us the grace to have eyes that see, ears that hear, so that we may be always focused on Him, his people, and his kingdom. And if we are, then we fulfill the great command to love. Do you believe in the Son of Man? What is your response, my friends? The blind man gave his. We each need to give ours as we stand before our God.